I hope everybody's ready because here come the plugs for episode 69. I just wanted to take a moment, as I usually do, to mention the Winning Agenda Patreon account. There are a whole bunch of different reward tiers for our Patreon. The first, a $2 pledge per month, means that you'll get an exclusive invite to the TWA Facebook group and our email list. You'll get to engage in discussions with panelists and other subscribers about all things Netrunner and be the first to hear about our exciting projects and our new projects. If you pledge $5 more per month, TWA panelists will provide you with personalized answers to any questions you may have about content and depth discussed in the podcast or our articles. For $10 or more a month, a TWA panelist of your choice will record a match using your deck online on jinteki.net as part of our match recording series. Get a chance to see what the panel thinks of your brew, including feedback on what's working well and maybe some things you might consider changing around or tinkering with. And for a whopping $20 a month, you'll receive one-on-one coaching from a TWA panelist through a series of online games on the platform of your choice. In addition to the intensive deck development and feedback you already get from the earlier tiers, you'll be able to have a TWA panelist give you feedback on your strategies and playstyle, and what options you have to change or develop your game. This is a limited tier with only two or five spots left at the time of this recording. We take a break from our scheduled programming this week to bring you an interview with Matt Trobiani. So please enjoy episode 69 of The Winning Agenda. Hello everybody, Brian Holland here from The Winning Agenda, and I'm here with Matt Trobiani. Is that the correct way to pronounce Yes, it is. I should have checked. Oh, very good. <laughs> now, uh, Matt, um, we, we met at, at PAX Australia uh, back in October, and you're the designer of Hacknet. Um, yeah. Designer and developer. And developer. Both yep, it's a one-man team, really. One-man team, yeah. yeah. And it's uh, from what I understand, it's been a bit of a sensation uh, online since then. So why don't you tell our listeners just what Hacknet is? Sure. Um, I think it's a pretty generous way of putting it, but the reception's yeah. been pretty amazing. I'm <laughs> yeah. very lucky. Uh, Hacknet's a modern, super immersive, super realistic hacking simulator. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Designed to look so realistic, you can't play it in an airport. You can't play it in an airport? Yeah. You're actually not allowed to? Is that? Well, I don't think it's an actual rule. Like, I've, I've played on planes before, I just felt like it was dangerous. Oh, you felt like it was that's dangerous. Just, that's just marketing, marketing stuff, don't worry about it. That's right. Well, I mean... I've got publishers, man, i got to say... I don't know. you got to say this stuff. No, mm. That's right. Um, so, I mean, obviously, uh, we're, we're a podcast all about Netrunners, and, and uh, it's, it's very on theme with what we're about, flavor-wise. Yep. Uh, and you've actually played Netrunner in the past. Yeah, so yeah. Did, uh, did Netrunner have any influence on the game? Yeah, um, I think Netrunner's like more, mostly like a mood influence. Yeah. Like the, the whole thing's awesome. Like I've got a mission in there called Project Junebug. Oh, very um, good. So which little, is um, total bullshit little... as a card, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As in, it's unplayable, or it's just unfair. What? I think it's just like it's both. Both. I don't even know. Like, it feels so useless when you're playing it. But whenever you go up against it, it's so horrifying. Like, oh yeah, it's it just the idea that it's in their deck is really strong. Yeah, like much stronger know. than the actual card itself. It's weird. And yeah, and you got to just uh, play the old Jinteki mind game of uh, well, if that's an agenda, do it and keep it, or do it just take six damage to the dome. So yeah, yeah, that's kind of strange. Is the Project Junebug uh, mission in Hacknet uh, at all um, reminiscent of the card, or is uh, it just a throwback? It's, uh, it was going to be more reminiscent of the card when I started it, but. Um, by the time I ended the mission, it's pretty different. Uh, it, it's probably... I really should have picked a different card name for it, but <laughs> I like the sound of Project Junebug so much. Yeah, um, it's, it's pretty cool. But uh, um, it's uh, it's definitely like one of my favorite missions. So yeah, I won't, I won't spoil it too no much. No spoilers. No, we are spoiler-free. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like, what did anything get you into Netrunner? Uh, yeah, so I got a friend of mine, um, Frosty, who uh, like loves card games and board games. Um, he got me into Netrunner. 
and then when mm-hmm. I was over it in uh, PAX Prime, I like bought myself a set. Um, so I've been playing around with that a whole bunch. I think yeah. like from just the base set, it seems like House Bio Road is grossly OP. Uh, yeah, no, it can be out of the. Um, I think out of the base set, House Bio Road is probably the only real playable corp faction. Yeah, just cause yeah. It's, it's good. Yeah, if you put some sand sands in there, you're you're good to go. Yeah. Um. Like what? Just with your experience of the game, what did you like or dislike? Um, yeah, again, I think the mood of it and the, the theming is all, like, really awesome. I like the I like the way it's not um, mirrored and how, like, one uh, yeah, side definitely, so the, like, um, builds up and the other one invests a lot in, like, singular attacks. Yeah, how you're, um, you're building up, you're, like, and building a tableau and building your servers and things yeah, like that. Yeah, um, the, you, the yeah. The asymmetry. Yeah, yeah, the asymmetry is really awesome. And uh, I really like the, the design of both sides so they both feel really different and they uh, mm-hmm. they both get a lot from the design of a single card being added to the game yeah um, yeah that's true and yeah. it's kind of like learning two different games as well when you first start learning because you have to learn the runner side and the corpse side and they both have very different play styles obviously. yeah yeah just as like a design set for a game it's really interesting and really cool yeah. and the theme's really cool like the whole thing's pretty awesome yeah that's dope. do you have a favourite faction? what of the runners? yeah and, and, or either side or the uh, any of the corporations or runner factions any, any that um, really stand like, out to you maybe flavour wise or, or play I think, play style uh, wise I think the uh, the criminal faction is really cool yeah like yeah I like I like that whole thing of just I like both of the ones that are all about money like the criminals like I'm just going to take all your money and yeah, pass yeah, by yeah, ride, which is like I have so much money um, mm. yeah both of the ones that get a lot of money I'm all about which seems really vain now that my game's done really well but, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 it's, it's dope <laughs> yeah it's um yeah I think yeah I think those are pretty great yeah. like uh yeah first time I played against Criminal it just felt like such bullshit because all I want is to have lots of money so I can do things and then they just take all your money yeah well, no, you it's losing they can tell you even outside of the base set I mean I, I've, I've got thousands of Netrunner cards now and, and getting hit by a star siphon is still so miserable so yeah <laughs> unfortunately that feeling doesn't go away but it still feels just as good when you do it to the, as the runner so yeah, that's good to hear yeah <laughs> Um, so um, Tom Daniel uh, asks, uh, well, he says, the music in Hacknet was gas. So who worked on that side of the project and was there any directive given to them on your part? Yeah, heaps. Um, oh, man, I wonder if I can get you some like samples for it to mix in here. Yeah, so there are eight artists total um, on the soundtrack. And basically, like, over the course of the game, like, developing the game, there was, like, this two-year block where I basically replaced everything on my... I, like, listened to quite a bit of music. Um, I replaced, like, everything on my iPod with these, like, huge playlists of just stuff to try and look for new, like, artists and sounds to start dropping into the game. I really love the whole OutRun music movement uh, and synthwave uh, that was popularized a bit by Hotline Miami. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I had established this big list of songs that I wanted to license that already existed and uses music for the game. 
Uh, and a lot of those lasting music is just this horrible nightmare that I had no idea what I was getting into. Yeah, we like, try to avoid it ourselves. It's uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> like can. it's a real nightmare, especially when you get into licensing remixes, because then you have to like you don't know where the licensing thing ends, and ends everyone in. wants <laughs> everyone so much begins. money, and it's you, you never <laughs> contemplated just going for it and then lying awake at night waiting for the C and D letter. Or? Like I I did. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, like I'm not gonna lie. I, do. I, was, I was I was real close, but. I don't know, it's, uh, it's a bit different when you're, like, going to put something up on Steam and, like, the lawsuits and that could get, like, super out of yeah, control. Super, um, super, super hardcore. But, um, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, uh, the, you said the mood and theme of Netrunner was a huge influence, but there must yep. have been some other media influences for the game. Did you want to shed a light on any of that? Sure. Uh, like, I like, uh, I like both real hacking and Hollywood hacking. I think they both have their place and they're, like, super different yeah. things. It's kind of I, like got a qu- I got a question on that oh, as yeah, somebody yeah, yeah. who doesn't know anything about computers. Um, have you seen House of Cards? Just as a little segue. In uh, House of Cards, uh, it's a political drama. Um, uh, I'm talking about the newer one with Kevin Spacey. Yeah, I have seen, like, episode one. Yeah, and in it, they're like, oh, cool, we've got to find someone to, like, hack the, the president's, like, email thing. Yeah. And the guy's like, oh, you got to get onto the deep net or the dark net or whatever it's called. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, is that a real thing? I'm like, And I looked into it, and I'm like, oh, it is actually a real thing. And then this guy's like, yeah, you just download this client, and it's just, like, a different version of Google, which Googles the the dark web. And he just types in hack president's email address, and, like, someone just, like, gets the job. And was like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll do that. Like, a, like it was old, like, some sort of futuristic <laughs> pin board in a... Dungeons and Dragons in with all these jobs for adventurers that just went up on the wall. That's how it felt. Is it anything like that at all? <laughs> it's it's surprisingly <laughs> close. Is like it really? It's, okay. it's shockingly close to that. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> yeah, there's uh the darknet's totally real. The whole thing with um the deep web or the darknet yeah. is that you go through a different browser called Tor, which uses um a different security algorithm to the normal net. Uh, and it doesn't store a lot of your information. Basically, its uh, connections are really, really hard to trace uh, okay. on the dark web. Oh, so, so you have so many links. <laughs> cannot be traced. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot of like really dodgy stuff that goes on there. Like some, like some, a lot of pretty bad stuff and yeah, um, a lot imagine. of pretty interesting stuff. But uh, if you were going to post like request to do something, like to hire someone to do something super illegal, you would probably be looking there. Yeah, that's uh, okay. that's some credence to that. So, and is Tor, is it, say, Tor, T-O-R? Yeah, T-O-R. Is T-O-R. that something you just download from Firefox or whatever? Um, or? I actually haven't <laughs> been on the deep web in a long time, but, um... Yeah, oh, so you, you haven't been there and you've come back, this is great. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. You, should, you should take a look sometime, there's some, <laughs> some crazy stuff. Is it? All it's right, like a weird, yeah. like, eBay for drugs. It's, oh, okay. It's crazy. You can, like, I feel like it shouldn't be that easy, price. though. Yeah, no, I don't either. It's <laughs> yeah. a good idea. But, it's, um, yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, I have to, I'll have to go back, um... And check out that episode of House of Cards and see if the program they actually use is Tor as well. Because I looked at it and I'm like, that can't be that easy. They just like Googled like kill the president, and someone was like, yeah, I'll do it. Like, <laughs> Google kill the yeah, president. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that's what it felt like <laughs> at least. Um, uh, yeah, well, uh, you could definitely probably go to a. Uh, I've, all right, so there are stories about the dark web, and I've never like I've never plumbed its depths far enough. I might have to for research if I do a sequel. Oh, but, quote uh, unquote research. Yeah, yeah research. <laughs> but um. But yeah, there are there are a lot of stories about um, people hiring hitmen and stuff on the dark web. Yeah, uh, and there are like boards and forums and stuff for that. So, and do I have to be like like a knowledgeable hacker type person to be able to use the dark web? If I just want to make a little bit of extra money and I'm not looking to really you know do it in a legal <laughs> way, if you know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you just want to kill someone on the side, then like just, <laughs> yeah. just get on the dark web. Um, yeah, just jump on there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think uh, you don't need to be a hacker type bit definitely be more careful than you would be on the normal web and clicking mm. through links and stuff um, uh, you're, okay, like, yeah. you're harder to trace so people aren't going to find your IP and stuff 
on there, but um, you don't want to be giving away anything by accident uh, when you're when you're on that side of things. Yeah, yeah. No, it sounds sounds like a dark and mysterious place. And it definitely is. <laughs> so you said uh, that was that was the real sort of well, maybe not real hacking that. Um, helped inspire Hacknet and you said you like Hollywood hacking as well and this is what most of us would think of as hacking when we think of hacking when sure, someone just like, types like, on the computer and somehow is doing it some like weird cubes and stuff starts spinning yeah. around and like, yeah, oh, yeah. break into the mainframe and the screen uh, changes colours when something bad is happening yeah yeah, <laughs> like, yeah if, you've, uh, if you've seen Hacknet then you know there's like plenty of that yeah. and a lot of that's like cool I really like um, future UIs like crazy yeah. UIs designed just for movies that yeah. aren't really functional but they look cool I yeah. think it's like it's awesome, and taking elements of that and using them in like a constructive interface way that actually means something, like tying it to real data about what's yeah. going on, is that's uh, like it's like a big hobby. Um, I love it. So there's heaps of that in Hacknet, but um, there's a lot of the uh, like a lot of the effects are inspired by like Hollywood hacking scenes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have a few questions from uh, Lauren Clinic, who is a game dev here in Melbourne and uh, the uh, one of the founding partners of Luma Consulting. Yeah, I know, um, I know Lauren quite and well. She, yeah, and she's a, she's a friend of the show as well. Um, nice. she, she says hi, and she also says you're the sweetest. Um, <laughs> and she, one of the things she wants to know is um, if you get design inspiration from board games and things like that. Yeah, uh, I wish I got more of it, and I've started playing a lot more board games recently. Mm-hmm. I think they're a really fascinating and really clever design space especially in um, uh, this is this is weird cheat in games that you can use which means that if you put two people together on a couch and they're playing something together even if the game you design is bad like really bad they'll probably still have fun mm. well um, I've been playing Alien Isolation with a pal so yeah, <laughs> I, I agree <laughs> um, and it's uh, like it's awesome just playing games with other people and board games are a really cool way of like sort of enforcing that if you yeah. know what I mean like, and th- that's not to say that board games are designed badly but they reveal a lot of like interesting interactions that can happen between like multiple people or multiple like entities mm-hmm. uh, that I feel like I don't know they couch local multiplayer video games uh, like really fun but they don't explore the same design space that board games do and there's like a lot to learn there and I think it's really cool and uh, I definitely want to be taking more inspiration from that sort of thing You're going forward yeah, yeah. Um, another thing Lauren asks is, uh, were you motivated at all by Hacknet demystifying coding for people? In the sense that, do you think it'd be a good idea for school kids to play it to become form- more familiar with coding stuff? <laughs> um, yeah, so much more than a little that I have a uh, a whole bunch of meetings with uh, embassy people and educators and a different publisher in the US that's looking to put it into schools. I'm working on a special oh, really? education version um, that is more geared towards... Um, like putting it in a classroom so it's split up into like lesson sized chunks um, yeah I'm, I'm doing it it's definitely happening that's I think great. it would be great yeah, um, not phenomenal. just for coding but teaching general technical skills and uh, teach people to be more confident with yeah. uh, like computer systems and stuff um, so nice. yeah absolutely that's something I'm super into and I'm doing a lot of really cool research into that I think the educational game space is really kind of lacking like yeah. I actually submitted Hacknet to uh, ITSEC Australia, which is a uh, serious and educational and training game conference, mm-hmm. and like just sort of on a whim, not really taking it that seriously, and I won. And, um, and then <laughs> I went love to... love when that happens? You yeah. invested at all, and you're like, oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> and Simulation Australia was there, and they were talking to me, saying I should be taking it really seriously. This, is, this could be something really big and something really good. Spoilers. Um, yeah. yeah, and I went to... Uh, <laughs> 
I went to IT Sec in Orlando, the international version of that competition, and there was like a huge amount of attention for it there too. Um, and, it's, and how were you uh, feeling at that point? Were you just like these people don't know what they're talking about? Was, My game's not that good. Who it's. Are we? <laughs> it's uh, I mean, I thought the game was pretty good, but I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know about its weird <laughs> applications there. But yeah, man, it was crazy because I'm next to people like selling grenades and stuff because it's all military over there. <laughs> right. right? Yeah. I'm just like well, I made this. Made this well, video grenades game got way guns. more logical applications than this hack. I don't, game, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, all these like crazy medical training dummies and things that like breathe and blink and they're like the oh, creepiest things you've ever seen. Like actual Android type, borderline Android stuff. Or? Yeah, no, like yeah. as in straight up androids too. Oh, okay, yeah, not they even dressed up like right. terrorists. I'm like, sure, yeah. you could think of something better to do with this than that. Yeah, you probably could. Yeah, I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it was really weird being there, and uh, a lot of those people that were making androids and stuff were like freaking out about. Like all the crazy innovations that I'm doing, like I'm just, <laughs> I'm like, just making video game, you guys. <laughs> like, um, that's no, that's that's great. That yeah. uh, it must have been like a borderline surreal experience. It as was well. so surreal, and I was yeah. trying to take so many Snapchats, and I got yeah. in huge trouble on day one for it. Because <laughs> oh, uh, it's a military like, installation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they, I, I didn't really like put those two pieces together until yeah. some guy with a huge gun was like, "Do you have authorization for that camera, sir?" <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I'm, just, I'm just putting emojis on top of this guy, right? Like, <laughs> Oh, that's that's great. So you had a great time then? Yeah, I had to delete all the Snapchats though. So just oh, okay, me. but the people that got them, they hopefully they screen capped one or two. You can probably find them on the dark. Uh, I didn't have internet in the facility, so I don't think they got uh, out. <laughs> yeah, much to camera guys, Snapchatting. like yeah. relief. Hmm. Um, so, do you have any advice for people who might be listening who want to get into game design? <laughs> um, or do yeah, really? yeah, yeah, I do. I just start making games. At some point, you're going to realize that there's not that much magic to it. Like, if... I'd recommend starting to know... Don't let them behind the curtain, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh, sorry, there's, like, there's plenty of magic, but you all have to do it yourself. Like, and eventually it'll be the magic that you've built up over time. Like, there's a lot of the hacknet stuff that looks really magic, but if you go deep enough down to the code, it's just drawing a line here, drawing a word there, (laughs) and it's just a lot of it, and a lot of stuff behind it. I'm sure it's very rewarding, though, right? When you've done it all. (laughs) It's great, it's really satisfying. I, I love what I do. But, um... Yeah. The, I guess the trick to start in game development is to just start it, like pick a discipline and form yourself a little team. If you're a coder, you can start right away just on your own. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're not, you can use some existing game tools and find someone who can do some scripts for you or start learning and mm. just make something super simple. Like if you can get a like a circle or a square on a screen, you can get it bouncing around like in response to your arrow keys, you have everything you need to know to make a f- totally functional, excellent game. Mm-hmm. And how would people go about learning that if they don't know how to? Uh, I did it by getting a computer science degree, which yeah. <laughs> is maybe not, maybe not the shortest method. Yeah. Um, but there, that's there sort of a big some... question. It's like, how yeah. good of a programmer do you want to be? Like, probably a pretty excellent programmer, hopefully, yeah. if you're going to be a games know. programmer. So you might look into getting a degree. And I was making games, like, like at year one at uni. Um, yeah. And I had been since high school because it was just something I was interested in. There are a thousand ways to learn programming online if that's something you want to do. But if you're going to take it seriously, I'd recommend getting a really serious education in the discipline that you're looking to go to, either yeah. art or code. And don't wait until you're finished to start making games. Yeah. If you, <laughs> just, if you, if you really want to, just just do it right from the start. Write a game in the console, like as soon as you know how to make a console shot. Sounds great. Um, Lauren has one final question. I Excellent. think it's the most important one. She asks, do you see the matrix in your sleep? 
bright lattices of logic unfolding across the colourless void. <laughs> there was a, a really long time where I was super sleep deprived, where I'd say yes to that. <laughs> yeah. um, I've uh, had, I've started seeing uh, nothing but business emails and like discussions with banks in my sleep because that's all I deal with now after release. It's all like well, from what I understand, you now sleep on a big pile of money. Oh no! Actually, they uh, they keep it in a bank. I don't. Oh, they I don't do. Get it in oh, note form, good. which really yeah. sucks. Actually, <laughs> yeah. It's like I should maybe withdraw a big pile of money. At some yeah, point. just do that once. <laughs> no, yeah. no, I'm not. I'm not crossy road rich yet. No, um, but uh, give it time. <laughs> yeah, no, no negativity. But I definitely, I definitely used to like. I'd just go to sleep and I'd just like be have just algorithms and code and different designs for all these crazy systems and a lot more than once. I'd just just give up on sleeping entirely and just go back to work because I was like I was so into it yeah I I love being in that state feels good that's good though (laughs) (laughs) Um, and well speaking of which uh, with as many spoilers as you can humanly give us what are your plans for the future oh I don't actually know if this is all public (laughs) yet so I just got back from (laughs) Melbourne where I had a um, a big meeting with my publisher Surprise Attack about what we're doing for the next year in terms of Hackner content and where I'll be traveling to and all that sort of thing. So I'm going to be in Taipei on the 26th through to early February mm-hmm. um, doing Taipei Game Show. And I'm also going to be testing out the Chinese translation. And the Chinese translation, by the way, looks so cool. Uh, everything, like, it's weird, like, seeing something you've made and then seeing it in a different way where you can no longer understand it. Yeah. And it looks <laughs> so different say, yeah. with like all Chinese characters for everything. And it looks yeah. so much more matrixy now. Uh, so that's awesome. Yeah, but that's dope. Basically translating it into a whole bunch of languages. Um, the translation's going to be kind of weird. Where some, uh, I'd say you're in China and you're hacking into a server in America. The files are all in English, right? Yeah. So if I'm translating it to Chinese, I should just be pulling some of the Chinese servers out into the main English version of the game. And all those files are going to be in Chinese. It's like a really different, weird sort of challenge. Because you know how to break into stuff. You yeah. just don't really know what you're looking for because it's all in a different country. Like, you could be hired to do anything, right? Yeah, It's yeah. like there's different, like, moral grounds there and uh, actual <laughs> mechanical puzzle grounds. And so I want to incorporate some of the uh, the different languages into the main game if I can find a really elegant way of doing it. But uh, that's going to be pretty exciting, I think. And I assume Hacknet 2 will um, use like the, the brain interface where you can plug something into your spinal column and actually load your consciousness up into the computer. You're, you're the head of that division as well? Yeah, yeah, I got a bunch of prototypes of that sitting next to me Oh, right that's now. good, yeah. Yeah, yeah that'll be great. Weird dismembered yeah. heads, and, heads and stuff. It's like a real <laughs> yeah. evil lab looking over here right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, after <laughs> localization, um, we're going to be looking into doing some mod support, mm-hmm. um, probably with getting some game design friends of mine to do some mods for the launch. Um, which should be really cool. There's going to be some extra content that will come with mod support. And then uh, something pretty special and fancy planned for after that that I'm not sure if I can announce yet. Yeah, well, I mean, we all look forward to it. And uh, while you're speaking right now, you'll have you know a few thousand giant uh, cyberspace hacking aficionados, uh, well, flavor aficionados listening, and I'm sure they're gagging to try <laughs> out Hacknet if they haven't already. Uh, so how can they go about getting their hands on the game? Cool, so it's on Steam, it's on uh, GOG.com. Um, the, really, the easiest way of getting it is going to be just type the word Hackner to Google. Does anyone go to URLs anymore? Like, when's the last time you typed a URL into the top bar? Um, it might have been earlier when I was Googling the correct term for the deep space thing. 
Wait, a full URL? You didn't just go oh. to Google and click yeah, on it? Yeah, no, I know. Sorry, what I meant then was I like, Googled it something. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I never URL anything. Yeah, no, no one does. I sometimes do when I want to impress somebody. I go the full HTTP dot slash line. Oh. Yeah. Dude, I haven't, I haven't wanted to impress me, I'm someone that much in ages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pretend that you guys are gonna type in the URL. If I say it, just type hack into Google, you'll find it. Yeah. Um, yep. There's DRM free versions. Um, the Steam one's good because it's got all the achievements and stuff. Um, yeah, that's and that's how you find it. The trail's on YouTube, and there's plenty of let's plays. So if you're curious, um, I really recommend you check it out. That's excellent. And uh, for the people that want to spam you with questions and other other types of stuff, where can they find you on the internet? Sure. I'm uh, matt at hacknet-os.com if you want to send me an email. But my Twitter is at O-R-A-N-N, and the game's Twitter is at hacknet-os. So thanks, uh, Matt, so much uh, on behalf of the rest of the Winning Agenda team for coming on and chatting about this great game. So we look forward to seeing lots of stuff from you in the future, and I have no doubt that we will. Excellent. Thanks so much for having me, guys. In the meantime, if you want to get in contact with us here at The Winning Agenda, you can do so at thewinningagenda at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter, at Winning Agenda, and go like our Facebook page, The Winning Agenda. Until next week, guys, we look forward to hearing from you. See you then.